you had a balanced playing field, mm-hmm. yeah. basically, and that's that's the opportunity. Bro. That's and that's <laughs> and that's been the biggest question is that those that are in the inner city don't have access to the great edu- the good education. They don't have income levels are, are way down. There's mm-hmm. no hope. So, you know, in our conversation that you and I had on this topic, oh, yeah. those are the two things that I started to think, okay, well, Evan is bridging that gap. I and mean, this mindset bridges that gap in a lot of ways as far as, you know, applying someone reading, just through reading, getting points and actually getting paid mm-hmm. to read. And welcome to the Darren Woodson Show. Okay, so this is an episode that has been a long time coming. We've been talking about having this guest on for a long time. Um, you even call him a guest? Is he really a guest? Uh, he's family, he, man. He's family, yeah. But oh, I love y'all. But it's also the same as Christmas. They're house guests yeah, they're when they come stay at the house. <laughs> so true. You're right. House guests. Yes. But uh, so this is a this is a dear friend of all of us here. Uh, Evan Stair, and I'm going to, I'm going to tee up a little bit. So, uh, we all work together and Evan, uh, is for sure the smartest person in our office might be the smartest person that I know. Right. And, 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 but thinks differently. He, he challenges ideas, um, he, he thinks analytically cause that's, that's his profession is, is analytics and data. Um, and then, but he also thinks objectively and he thinks logically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so one of these, one of those guys, every time I have a conversation with him, I learn something. I, I learn to think differently. Um, oh, and today, that. today we're going to get to know him a little bit. This is not uh, a one-time uh, recurrence. This is something that we're going to have a lot of conversations with Evan uh, as we go over the years and, and just to really just give a different perspective. Right. Uh, but today we're going to solve all of the world's problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no an pressure. Hour and a half. No, no pressure. pressure. <laughs> 45 minutes. <laughs> so, so Evan, I, I want to just give a, a very just kind of quick bio, where you're from, where you went to school. Um, and, and we really talk about journey. And, and today's not necessarily like our, our typical show. But I do – you've had a very interesting few years uh, oh, yeah. and, and the resilience that's come out of it, the love, the empathy that comes out of it, I think is a testament to, to who we want to be as a show and what we want to do. But uh, tell us where you're from, you know, twin brother, the whole dynamic with that, oh, wow. and then where you went to school. Yo, have you seen that part in Austin Powers whenever he's talking to Dr. Evil? And they ask him about his life story. And he talks about, well, I was born from, and I was going to like do that right. (laughs) And I just, no, that just got abandoned. Um, Yeah, just from Dallas, Fort Worth, my whole life, stayed here. Got a twin brother, five minutes older than he is, for Mm. sure. Never let him forget that. And then um, just, you know, I'm just trying to figure it all out and just really examine life and just be happy throughout this whole process. Yeah, but mm-hmm. you grew up where? But I know you're a Dallas kid, but then it's, give us a little bit more on the schooling and academically and how you came up. Yeah, so I grew up kind of dumb. Like, I would... Uh, my, I've got you t- actually <laughs> said that? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Shit, that must be... <laughs> no, so I've got a twin brother, and he always grew up smarter than I did. Like, he would he would literally, like, read library books at recess, mm. and then I would play kickball and try to chase girls. I mean, that was, like, yeah. my main hobby. And so he always scored higher on the ACT and SAT and every other kind of T test you can imagine. Mm. 
So always had to look up to him on that. And then my little brother, he's like a little Einstein. He got a full ride to SMU on like two engineering scholarships. Yeah. So I was kind of like dumb throughout it. But it was nice because what I find nowadays with them is they like to think they know a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. And I heard a really good uh, quote from Elon Musk the other day. He said, you know, education is really, is really trying to be less wrong and try to prove in, instead of proving you're right. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think I fall in that later camp of just trying to just prove that I'm less wrong because there's a whole hell of a lot that I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I just try to, like, just be less wrong and try to sound smart while at the same time just kind of dancing through life. Yeah. So where would you go to school and what would you go to school for? Oh, so, all right. So I went to Rollett High School. Shout out to the Eagles. Um, and then also I went to UTD. So I stayed close mm-hmm. within DFW and went to University of Texas at Dallas. Got an undergrad in geography and then philosophy. And then at the end of the undergrad, I figured, you know, it's like 08 at this time and like financial crisis and stuff like that. And student loans were pretty good as they're coming in. And I thought I was living rich every semester. Those guys would come in. Those financial aid checks were. Oh, bro, they're clutch. You would eat fat for a whole month. And so uh, then ended up getting my master's over at UTD and thinking about, I don't know. I don't know what's after that. So your geography and, and did you spend time at UNT as well? No. So just at UTD the whole time, okay. I, I was a philosophy undergrad. Man, I okay. love philosophy. Mm. Philosophy is the, the coolest thing in the world because you just get to ask a whole bunch of why questions. Yeah. I think whenever you like look at how to answer or try to get educated on any kind of topic, you're really wanting to understand the who, what, when, where, and that why at the mm-hmm. very end mm. really got me. I was always asking just why, 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 why this, why that. And philosophy is, you know, it's the study of wisdom. It's trying to figure out what's the why and you get to make it up. So I always Mm. thought that was really cool. But then I saw how much they get paid and I didn't really like that. (laughs) So then I started focusing on where and that's what got me into mapping. it. And I had a a wonderful Russian lady and undergrad. This, This is what got me. She said, most people think of geography as like the study of cities and states and countries. But she goes, no, nah, geography is really just the study of where things are at a certain time. Right. And then why are they there? Mm-hmm. So it's really, you get to bundle those three questions out of the five you get to ask. The who, what, when, where, why. Well, GIS, mapping, you really get to show where it's at, why is it there, how mm-hmm. it got to be there, who is there. So it's really mm-hmm. cool. You get to study What's going on in reality? That's awesome. So he took he took that degree, and I'm going to just finish it a little bit for you, and then and got into the real estate sector, um, and did some consulting work for all the big shops oh, in yeah. Dallas, and was a consultant for us. and And the value that he brought to us a couple of years ago, we made it official, and and literally, like he's probably the most sought after resource right. in the Dallas oh, Fort Worth market yeah. as far as analytics, because because you ask why. And, and we do a lot of this in, uh, with our office on the real estate side is, is understanding where the people are. It's, yeah, you can pick out a building, you can do this, but like what makes that building valuable? It's a tenant. What makes the tenant valuable? It's the people that, that do the work and where do they live and how do you identify them? So the, the detail that Evan is able to uncover yeah. and then the amount of information, but then make it very easy to understand. And so he's, he's been a tremendous asset to our team. And uh, yeah, you just it, said it right. Yeah. He dumbs it down yeah. for the dummies like myself. <laughs> that, that allow me to, to, to really, and I think a lot more of what, what you've done, Evan, is you've painted a picture. Mm-hmm. And in that painting, it really simplifies how things sh- should work. 
and it's almost like the roadmap of well, this this is how things should go. And when we comp, and I'm a guy that complicates everything, and I and yeah. that's what I appreciate about our conversation. And today, when we get into this topic, we need to go yeah. ahead and get into this yeah. topic because it's yeah. something yep. I've been biting at the bit about. It's dense. It's dense. But you know, and Tyler, you can lead on in on that. But it's you know, we're going to be talking about education, and and Evan, you and I have had this. Deep, I love it. Please. These deep conversations because as an inner city uh, kid, I've always prided myself on pushing back, giving back as far as education. And I think today's topic mm-hmm. is going to speak yeah. directly to I that. I love topic. it. So very quickly, this was last probably June, I believe. It was like when we were first allowed to go to bars, right? And so Evan and I live <laughs> live out in the country. <laughs> And, and so we live, I don't know, maybe it, like as a crow flies, we live five Probably miles five away. five miles, but it yeah. takes a good 16 20, minutes <laughs> yeah, to get to, to get each there. Other, for sure. But so there's this little tiny cowboy bar out in Van Alstine, Texas. And, and Evan's been telling me we got to go to the spot. So he's like, hey, man, come on, let's just go catch up. Just guys night. And it was, I think it was, we were buried with work. There was stress. Was like, let's get out. So I go meet him. And we have this conversation. And he poses this idea to me that we're going to talk about today. And my mind was blown and we're going to try to punch holes in it today. We're going to have conversations just like I did that night. I was, I was trying to challenge you, but there's so many things that make sense about this. Yeah. And this was about the time that the first stimulus check came out Mm -hmm. to all the people. So it was what? $800 per person or I thought it was like dependent Maybe twelve. Well, if you have, but yeah, if you have family members, income, right? But but from a members. single, but it was very minimal, and we spent over a trillion dollars on this stimulus package, and and Evan's thought is, could we be spending this money better? And the question of why. So Evan, kind of dig us or present this idea to our listeners about what we talked about. So the big idea is just to pay people to get educated. That's it. Uh, when I was going through school, and I don't know, many people my age, like millennials, we had this thing called Accelerated Reader Program. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> like, literally, you would go through the library, and they had little color-coded dots on the back of every book. And based on that color code, you would get points for how much you read. Hmm. And at the end of the year, they would calculate how many books you read, and they would test it to see if you knew the book. And if you passed, you got those points. And at the end of the year... You got to spend those points at the Accelerated Reader store. Mm-hmm. And I remember challenging my brother, and he would always win. This dude, like, I swear he didn't read books. He would just go in. He was just good answer taker, right? <laughs> but, like, he would go in and have the most points throughout the whole school, and he would buy my mom jewelry there, or he would buy little knickknacks for, like, me and my brother and then friends. And I couldn't – I just love the idea that that program got me to read a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, mainly being a twin and trying to challenge him and then get more points in him. But I could see what my mom, she really enjoyed it. She got the necklace, but also she knew that her son was reading, getting educated, Mm -hmm. and that even made her double proud. So it was just extrapolating on that AR program, the Accelerated Reader Program, and just saying, well, how would you implement that throughout society? And what you would really do is just pay people to get educated. And that's Mm -hmm. it. I think we're there. I think we can actually do it. And the real motivation behind all this was the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm -hmm. Because, man, it, it, it was terrible seeing all that. And then I went and marched with my kids, and I could see everybody motivated and inspired in a good way, but I didn't see what they were asking for. I didn't mm-hmm. see the ask. I knew right. that they wanted this abstract concept of like, hey, man, we just want to all be treated equal. Stop right. killing us. Right. <laughs> you know? right. But I was like, man, how do you implement it? How do you actually put into a policy where you can get this change? Mm-hmm. 
And then I started thinking, well, a lot of those places that you see most of that racial breakdown and they have all this civil strife, they're in cities in America that are struggling right now because they're not like these East Coast or West Coast cities. They don't have growing populations. If you look at their occupation levels and what they do for a living, they're getting sent overseas. I don't know if you've been to some of these towns, but they're really struggling. Mm -hmm. So then you see that just spill out in the streets. And then everybody's frustrated, but nobody's coming up with a way to answer it. And so I just thought, man, if all these people were around here educated, I bet you if they all read a couple more books, we'd all be treating each other a little bit Mm -hmm. better. Mm -hmm. And then, especially if they had some more money in their pocket, then what kind of society we would have. So imagine you look at all those people on the TV and they're all frustrated. Now just imagine their IQ levels are now up because they're getting educated and they're getting paid at the same time. So now they have the ability from the knowledge and the means to do something with it. Right. And I bet you none of those people on the TV would have the attitude or have any of the things that they're caring about. It would be solved that way. Yeah. And I think about, and, and again, we'll get deeper into kind of the, the, the logistics of it and how yeah. old and all that. But I think of, you know, yes, you've got, you know, inner city areas that, okay, the property taxes are lower because income is lower. So school systems are worse. And we talked about this on Mm -hmm. on a previous episode, but imagine if they had the opportunity to get the same education as someone that lived in Highland Park, the same education that someone in Frisco, Texas, same education as someone in Alpharetta, Georgia. You had a balanced playing field Mm -hmm. basically. And that's, that's the opportunity. That's, and that's, (laughs) and that's been the biggest question is that those that are in the inner city don't have access to the great edu- the good education. They don't have income levels are, are way down. There's mm-hmm. no hope. So, you know, in our conversation that you and I had on this topic, oh, yeah. those are the two things that I started to think, okay, well, evidence bridging that gap. I mean, this mindset bridges that gap in a lot of ways as far as, you know, applying someone reading, just through reading, getting points and actually getting paid mm-hmm. to read. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, when I first heard this, because, again, you've pitched this idea to all three of us individually. This is the first time I'm we're obsessed with it. Like, getting it won't together. Get out of my mind. And then my first, my initial gut reaction was, how is education going to do anything? Because it's reversed. More, it completely yeah. reversed right now. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, that's actually a really good point. Because think about racism. Now, racism is very nuanced. There's a lot to it. And, and I don't know all the history of it. But at its fundamental level, the reason I dislike somebody who's a different race than me, part of it is I'm not educated on that person. Right. I'm judging that person based on a physical appearance. Yeah. I, I, I don't take the time to educate myself about that person. Right. So it's an easy, automatic, like, I don't like you. Man, it's, it's hard. I always got to, I, I live my life by like little quotes, right? So it's like, it's hard to hate when you understand. Mm. And that's yeah, part that's of the true. education process, yeah. right? Right. So right. it's like maybe if you understood, like if, say you open up a book, say you're just terrible racist, but then you read like any book, like read Uncle Tom's Cabin, right? You know what mm. I mean? Like read all these books and then all of a sudden you put it into historical perspective and no longer is it inside your head. You can see through somebody else's eyes. Like right. literally when you read a book, it's like you're living in a fantasy world for a little bit. You get to live in it, feel cozy around, and then you come back out to this world that you know but you've changed internally. Right. So like you just do that. That's education. Mm-hmm. And I think about, okay, so say you're, you know, a 15 year old kid, uh, you've got a single mom, you got four little siblings and education is the last thing on your mind. Yep. You, what you're worried about is I, I got to help my mom. 
Right. I got to do whatever I've got to do to make sure that food is on the table, that she is taken care of. And, and instead of, you know, making some decisions to make quick money, now it's, okay, well, let me jump on. Uh, let me take this course uh, yeah. and let me finish this course test out. And, you know, again, there's logistics that have to be worked out, you know, payment for all that stuff, like how much you get. But talk us about the idea of the scales, right? As you get educated. Yeah. So that's the hardest part of all of this, like the implementation of like the algorithm that you would have to put in place to actually distribute the funds. Uh, like, so like, I just want everybody to imagine they wake up one day, they log into their computer or you tell your son or daughter to, you got a username and password. And then online, you've got all the classes you could take chemistry, biology, physics. I'm partially to science. I love it. But if you wanted to do, um, I don't know, arts, any kind of art history or film or anything, you could click on that class, go down the rabbit hole, and we're going to have to come up with some way to verify and test that you actually know the material you just mm -hmm. went over. And the minute you complete that test, or maybe we actually have a teacher proc like virtually come in and ask you all these questions, you have to short answer it, whatever kind of testing method we want to use to make sure people actually absorb the material, then all of a sudden they get funds distributed in their account. Mm. And, and how much like, money are we talking about here? So that's also like, I, it could be a grading scale. The further you go down, like the physics rabbit hole and the harder you advance into like the different things and like just the different degrees that go on that subject, then you could get more money over time. But also the thought process is, is once you start learning a given criteria, you go down that rabbit hole as much as you want. And then, and you're getting paid at the same time. So maybe you just start your own business with mm -hmm. now that knowledge and the means to actually start it. Mm -hmm. And what I love best about this whole idea is if you don't learn, you don't get anything. Like mm -hmm. I, that's, that to me is amazing because it, 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 it bridges the gap of, hey, I want to help my neighbor, but I don't want to give it to you. Mm -hmm. right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So then it's like, well, if you don't learn, you don't earn. And if you don't make that decision, then that's on you, big man. Like, I can't mm -hmm. do anything about it. But if you do, then us as a society will reward you because ultimately it's in my best interest for everybody to be as educated as they humanly can. Mm -hmm. I think one of the first questions I think of is, is obvious. Resources to be able to log on to the Internet. Yeah. What about Ooh. what about households that you know? That's, yeah. we're, we're figuring that out with COVID right now. What about households that? And I know you've thought about this. But I'm asking because this is what somebody's thinking: is what if I don't have a computer? What if I don't have internet? Yeah, access? so true. I'm a kid in the inner city, hundred percent, and I don't have access to a computer. Oh, hundred percent. So what I think is, if you sign up for it, you just sign up to get on this online class. Then you could immediately maybe get like two or three hundred dollars per month just by having. Just by you reoccurring signing in, right? Mm -hmm. So if once a month you just use your username and password, sign in, and glance at the classes, that earns you a limited amount of money. Well, what you can do once you have that limited amount of money that's reoccurring, you can go to practically any bank or anybody else and show that you have this reoccurring income. And then all of a sudden, you can get a credit card, you can get the computer, you can get the tablet. And a lot of the times, most people are like, well, look, there's no good cell phone signal or internet signal inside my town well elon must be about to solve that with starlink but beyond mm. that till that rolls out uh at&t verizon t-mobile all the cellular characters they'll actually put a tower in your town if they know there's revenue there mm. you know so this would actually give them a reason to go into that town because now this policy is in place so they'll go ahead and spend the capital expense knowing that people mm -hmm. there, as soon as they put it in, will make that monthly payment. Okay. So, so here's, here's the objection, right? Now you've got this, uh, 
university system in the United States it is a huge, oh, yeah. huge revenue source, right? And and people are people are paying hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to get an education. So what happens to the existing college system? And then, you know, now that money that was being spent on it, the debt, the interest that was accrued off of it, where does all that go? And then, and then I guess another layer is how do we pay for it? Yeah. So that's what the funnest concept of all of it is. Is like, uh, the thing is, is you got to figure out opportunity cost. If you don't educate your population, how much money are you actually spending? That would be a really cool dollar figure mm-hmm. to come up mm-hmm. with. Like, how much money you spend on prison? How much money you spend on counseling? How much money you spend on, like, people tearing up a town and then having to go fix it? How much money do you actually don't make because your population is not educated? Mm-hmm. Like, the, the dollar figure is kind of incomprehensible to come up with. I watched a really good interview yeah. the other day with Chamath. This dude's like a billionaire investor, and it blew my mind what he said. He said, look, every home in America could have a... It could have a solar panel and a battery on it. The money's out there. I've literally can I can raise trillions of dollars. The problem is there's not enough like electricians or there's not enough um, material science people to actually make that happen. So the money is not a problem. It's literally a human capital problem. Mm. And if you look at it, everything in our society is really not a money problem. It's just a human capital problem. The reason why you pay so much for like a website or somebody do a podcast or something like that is because there's a limited supply of people that have that skill set. Right? So like think about your plumber or your electrician or anything like this. Like the reason why (laughs) things cost so much is because there's limited human beings out there that actually know how to do it. Mm -hmm. If you were to have a population full of highly educated, highly technical hardware, software, you name it, type occupations, and everybody was smarter, you would have an overall more productive society, and then your dollars would actually be worth more. Because mm. paying for it is just a matter of printing paper and making sure your inflation and deflation don't go through. So is it more of an education on skill set or an education on actual curriculum? Both. Man, uh, I would love for the website to have both. Like, you could go online and say, learn what it's like to be an electrician or a plumber. And then, guess what? Like, this, I heard you're like the snow, the snow podcast, right? Where right. it's like, man, I don't know much about electricians or plumbing. It's like, well, imagine you go on this website, you learn about plumbing to a degree, mm-hmm. and then a plumber could also log into this website on the back end, and they would be able to see all the people that have taken a plumbing class and which one's got higher grades. And they'd be like, all right, let's get that kid in here for an apprenticeship. And then you can make that direct connection. And then all of a sudden, he's got an apprentice that, he's, that we've already verified that they're learning. And all of a sudden, you just plugged another member in there being more productive. Yeah. That's a source for jobs as yeah. well. Bro, yeah. All we're trying to do with our kids is to try to get them educated mm-hmm. and be self-productive. And that's our whole job. Yeah. But I think there's a lot more to, to that in the fact of most people, I mean, to encourage someone, especially young kids you got to incentivize them Mm. that's that's how you get someone to move because if they're not incentivized in any way if there's not a check that's coming on the back end of that then why the hell would i want to do this yeah because i'm stuck in this this rabbit hole anyway yeah i'm an inner city kid why i mean i don't have anything to gain from it so what that's you have to be incentivized that that goes to what tyler was saying earlier if i'm 15 years old and I've got to take care of my family. 
I can maybe I can make more money going and get a job than I can some online education program. So to me, it's in those scenarios, it's a motivation. You're trying to solve for motivation in that scenario because there's been many studies, you know, internal versus external motivation and intrinsic versus extrinsic, you know, rewards. And how does all that work into this? Meaning, why would I be motivated if I'm just trying to survive? Well, see, that's what's great is you could you could up the amount of money to where maybe you make it almost like you learn and it's a minimum wage type deal. But um, this would start for man, woman, and child, though. It's available to every United States citizen, hopefully. So that kid that's five or three or two, I mean, there could be a program for them to start earning money when they're young. But then also it could give a way out for a mom that's being, like, abused, can't leave the husband because she's financially dependent. Or, or say you hate your job and you, or your job's going away or it's being threatened, get on the website, retrain yourself. Like that's what, there's whole government programs set up right now just to dole out resources to hopefully retrain people. But the problem is they don't really have that much accountability with those programs. Right. So if you put it online and create this online database, you could actually see who's getting trained on what, by how much, and then make that employer connection. But then most importantly, you're getting retrained by these government programs and you're getting the knowledge, but you're not really getting the means to do anything with it. Mm-hmm. This gives you both things. Uh, it's, it's, man, I'm giving you, you're arming them with the information and the ability to think and do something productive and you're giving them some money to do something with it. Like it's right. a combo. Right? Yeah. But let's take you for instance, Darren, you grew up in the system that we're talking about, right. mm-hmm. you know, the education where you are, where you're from under resourced, underfunded, you know, not enough teachers, all that good stuff. So take yourself back. Yeah. If there had been a program like this, what would it take for you where you were, the, the scenario you were in, what would it take for you to want to be motivated to do something like well, this? Well, first, it would have to be structured. Yeah. There would have to be structure around it somehow. And then if it provides any hope, if I, see, that, that's what we're lacking. That's yeah. what we're lacking in the inner city is that there's no hope. And, because through lack of education, uh, through income, you lose that. Yeah. So if there's a program, what, what would it take? You ask the question, what would it take? First of all, it would take, there has to be some structure in a place. The educational system right now that we have in, in, in our country right now would have to buy into this process. Yeah. Because if they don't buy into the oh, process, man. I don't have the outlet. I get so enthusiastic about this because you're 100% right. And part of that Black Lives Matter thing that I go back to, and I think I hear it from Joe Rogan, and a lot of people hint at this, right? They, w- they want equal opportunity, but not equal outcome, right? right? And, and every time I saw somebody marching or every time I see something on the street, it reminds me of a quote that all strife is because people are just trying to strive for fairness. That's right. Absolutely. And I'm trying to, and education is a great equalizer, mm-hmm. And right now, the way, we, the, the way society has evolved over time is there was no internet. So in order for you to get the best education, you literally had to move yourself to a city to go to that college to be exposed to the professors. Or you, in case of DFW, if you wanted the best education, you had to move within Highland Park school boundary mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> and to get it. Right. But now with the internet and you putting it online, it would be so great to have the best teacher in the whole world that teaches calculus. Right. And now, instead of teaching 35 students inside Highland Park or whatever designated school boundary, since it's online, 
now people in the inner city could literally get exposed to the best math teacher there is. Mm-hmm. Right. And the, now they all get that chance. The hope to me and what, what I think is really cool is the back end of it, the job opportunities on the other side, the recruiting. Because now the hope is, okay, if I score well, right, mm-hmm. there are thousands and thousands of opportunities that are going to be looking for someone of my knowledge or my skill or whatever right. it is, but you have exposure to that, right? You right. have this profile yeah. that is built based on the classes that you take. And then it's okay. <clears throat> you know, you're in inner city, you know, you're in South central LA. Well, guess what? Um, I'm a uh, interior designer in, uh, in 30 a Florida. Right. And I do these custom homes and you are exactly the type not knowing anything about you, but I know that you are educated and I know that you are are skilled in whatever that is. But now you're competing with everybody in the country on a level scale Mm -hmm. as opposed to, okay, what school did you go to? Oh, you went to UNT? No, no, no. We yeah. all we only look at TCU and, and SMU. Mm-hmm. Or okay, um, where are you from? Oh, don't don't care. You 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 don't, you don't come from the right family. Right. Now, now it's a now You're it's a knowledge base. Obviously, there's right. an interview and there's and you've got to like personality wise, but you now have opportunities that you may not have ha- or that you would not have had right. on right. a national scale. Think yeah. about if you can't pronounce somebody's last name. Like honestly, if you're an right. employer and you can't pronounce their last name. How much like credibility or how much do you go into diving down and peeling back that onion to actually know that individual that just sent out an resume with 50 other people, mm-hmm. right? But all of a sudden, if I'm looking at a screen, I see that dude's got like a 300 and everybody else is 116. It's like, I don't care. I got to investigate that yeah. more. There's more yeah. of that stickiness at times. And that's right. the hope to work hard. I think to your, the motivation is part of the hope is like, dang, it's up to me. It's, it's how much yeah. I put into this is really, truly how much I can get out of it. Imagine you were in school, Darren, and you actually could see a score of how well you were doing compared to everybody else. Like that, <laughs> you, you're a hungry dog. You would just right. be like, <laughs> well, we do have scoreboarding. scoreboarding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I would say this even more so, like, again, speaking, going back and, and, and knowing what I know as far as the inner city is concerned, you really have to tap. Look. I get the education side of it as far as curriculum and if it's calculus or whatnot, but just teaching a skill set. And I'm not talking for kids. I'm talking for parents because this is where it stems. Like kids are one thing. We can talk about kids all day. But if you're a 16-year-old mom and you don't have a skill set, you're out of school, you don't have a skill set, that's hard as hell to encourage your two-year-old or three-year-old. Do you understand? You guys understand where I'm coming from here? So now if I have a skill set, if I've learned to be whatever, a designer or whatnot, and I've not only am I going online to learn something, but I'm getting, I'm incentivized because I'm getting a check sent to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Now my mindset changes mm-hmm. to think, okay, I know I have a resource, which is limited in the yeah. inner cities because we yeah. don't have resources, yeah. right? I have a resource I can go to, I can tap into, I can educate myself and I get a check. And now how does that spread? Yeah. Right. That spreads throughout. Now I'm saying I can lift myself up, but I can also mm. get my kid back into this regular school. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's, yeah. like, it's a process. That's, and that's and that to it's, me, there's hope. That, that to me, it's it's opposite of what it is. Right. And, and for those of you just listening, I'm doing this with my hands. Right. The system <laughs> now is you have to pay mm-hmm. to go spend time mm-hmm away from you making money or providing for your family. So think about all the people that go back to school and pay to go to night school, pay to go to, you know, work after their job and they pay to go to do these things, to learn these skills 
for the hope of a better life. That's right. Right? There are so many people out there that are doing this. Imagine if, okay, now I can actually get paid to progress and I can and become more skilled, become a more hireable, and to have a better life. Now you're not thinking like, oh my gosh, okay, guess what? If I'm going to take this class, this class actually paid for my babysitter to watch mm-hmm. my kids. Right. As opposed to I've got to pay to go to school and I got to mm-hmm. pay for a babysitter so and I got to do all that. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, so, the, so, the, so the incentive to me well, is you, and you above the competitive that. level. But. Right. Imagine that babysitter could... While they're babysitting your kid, they're also teaching your kid. They better not be earn. going to school while they're babysitting like, uh, my kid. But, uh, but there could be babysitting. I mean, that'd be cool because imagine if everybody's getting paid to learn. There'll be jobs to help people to learn better so that way they can make more to get further yeah. educated. And think about this. As a babysitter, just very simply, right? Like childhood development. Mm-hmm. You have to take two childhood development classes before I hire you as my babysitter. Right. And you give would. Me your, give me your ID number. Yeah. yeah. So remind me what you said earlier about the current school system and the current university system. What would happen to those it's two? So, it's so defined by geography right now. Like, man, the internet is eating everything. Software is eating everything uh, because it's able to be put into a database, it's able to be queried, and it manages resources far more than a human analog could. And I, like I, get, I can go into that in detail because that sounded kind of like vague, but the internet changes everything. You put it online, it's able to be put in a database. I mean, right now, we, have, we can get out my phone and we can get on Amazon and literally order whatever we want. Mm-hmm. Like, how awesome is that? That's like something in, from the science fiction. Like, you right. watch old movies and they could do that, you know? Mm-hmm. If they increase their delivery time to an hour, that literally is a science fiction video. Mm-hmm. Everything's getting put online. Everything's being, the cost dramatically reduced, the efficiency's up, and education hasn't done it. Education is like, education in the financial system they're lagging behind everything getting put online. So I would imagine like schools and universities in the future, imagine you go online, uh, you log in with your username and password, you take a course, you get money, but you have a hard time. Or you have a like, you need actual physical equipment to do this chemistry mm-hmm. experiment or whatever. Then all of a sudden you can have whole schools dedicated to that that would have the resources that you don't have to have much in that school like right now, we try to put every class, every every category, everything you got to learn inside this elementary and middle school, and you got a hundred bucks, and you're like dividing it out amongst right. everything. Like most of that could be put online, mm-hmm. and then we could really use that hundred dollars to really put in more in advanced detail for the things you just can't do online. Mm-hmm. And now, when I go to the university or I go to a school, the teachers there, I can bring my pad or my my computer and. Literally, I'm trying to pass this to earn this amount of money. Right. Yeah. Like, help me out, learn it. I need right. to go to the next level in this kind That's of That's the lab aspect. So yeah. are you making the assumption then, as you look to the future, if nothing changes, that universities are going to be obsolete in the next 15, Not 20 obsolete. years? They would because, just be better used. Because like a, what Tyler's point, there's a lot of people making a lot of money oh, right yeah. now in the university system. Why yeah, in the yeah. world would I want to give that up for this new yeah. system? Yeah. Unless... It's just going away, and it's ex- going to be extinct anyway. Well, so I love it because the current university systems, they act more like a hedge fund. Like, if you look in the news, UT system spent like $1.5 billion on gold bullion. They didn't lower tuition. They didn't give teacher a raise. They literally took all that tuition money that comes from mainly <laughs> the state and all these other things that we, that, that we indirectly pay through taxes and mm. higher interest rate. Like, they literally took that money and invested in gold. 
So they're a business, mm-hmm. right? And, and it benefits a few. Putting it online benefits the vast majority of people. Right. So like universities and colleges will actually now have to compete to teach you. And they're mm-hmm. going to have to be able yeah. to beat this online system. And they're going to have to change their ways. And maybe you go to college and universities to – maybe I go to a university and um, it's known for the thing that I study the most online, like physics or chemistry or arts or the yeah. film. And then all of a sudden I go to university and I'm walking around school and it's known for film and everybody sees my like film score. Mm-hmm. And then I run into another mm-hmm. student and I see their film score and the teacher has the highest film score of all, you know, mm-hmm. and they actually show that they've increased past students film score and helped them get along and they're connected. Now you can actually yeah. prove it out. Where do teachers come from in the system? Man, I love like teachers will come out because if Darren tried to like y'all could post up how to how to train for the NFL mm-hmm. and people could sign up for that class. That's you right. could post up your videos, right. you could post up your videos and whoever got the highest viewer count or most people attended, then you'd be the most highest paid teacher on the system. Mm. And then so teachers would be the ones that actually are the best in that field. And they're able to give that motivation and get, actually pass that knowledge down to the vast majority of people, and they would be the most highly rewarded. So indirectly, great teachers could make a ton of money on this system because everybody would want to go to the great teacher. And now they can access more people than the 30 people they're exposed to in life. Mm-hmm. Talk, about, talk about funding. You said they could get paid. Who's paying this? Oh, so like, <laughs> I, this is what's so great is, Give me all the money in the world, and it doesn't matter if I have billions or trillions if I'm worried about being robbed by every one of my fellow citizens, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, if you're the richest person in the world, it's in your best interest to actually get everybody smarter around you. Like, Elon Musk right <laughs> now, he's got all the money in the world. He's got all these inventions in his brain but he literally can't do it because he doesn't, there's not a large enough workforce or enough people that know these technical abilities to enact it. So I think every smart person knows, just like in our business, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's in our best interest to educate everybody in our company so they're smarter so it's they can take on boat. more tasks. That's right. Yeah. 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 But is it, is it privately ran? I was going to say, is, is this it, a government Is project? it government is funded it? Because I think of, and, and this is an example when you said it, it, it made sense, is okay, hey, we just cut north of a trillion dollars out True. to people. Imagine... If just to earn that stimulus check, you had to pass one class or you had to, you had to pick a class and you had to take it. Think about, look, it's one, it's only a little bit, but think about how much as a country that could have just moved the needle in education, Mm -hmm. right? Everybody, everybody that received a check for their family had to pass on and then they now know something that they, that they didn't before. Right. I just think of like the impact that that could make. Yeah. Maybe a bunch of small, small steps for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. To me, there's an accountability because yeah. look, that helped a ton of people. It mm-hmm. really did for less than 30 days. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. that wasn't a lot. That wasn't going to get them through the next nine months mm-hmm. until yeah. another stimulus check came. If they were out of a job. Yeah. I, I think of the government. If the government run ran this though, I think of the people that say, I don't want bigger government. I want smaller government needs to stay out of my yeah. life. Yeah. And this is just another thing they're going to screw up. Right. What do you tell those people that are thinking that? Uh, so they might not be wrong. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, in general, make this private, make this part of the gover- government 
whatever. The government already collects money and they misallocate resources and they can't actually pinpoint where your money's actually being spent for the most part. Mm. But if somebody just said, hey, man, uh, we're going to collect your money as is right now, but instead of spending it on these various programs, we're just going to funnel it into this one. And if people don't get online and learn, then the money's not used and we mm. might give it back to you guys. Mm. Um, but if people are using it, then it's, in, it's just in my best interest for my neighbor to be smarter. Right. And if I can do that, by all means, and we're already spending like trillions just on like stimulus we always we hear about this bridge to nowhere. There's pork barrel spending. There's all this government money, and and literally they're printing it in thin air right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. the best way to allocate the resources is give it to the people if they earn it. You know, that's awesome because I don't want to give people like handouts. It's not good for society. I think in the long run, but think about what that does for welfare. Absolutely. Now you're so going how to, much are we spending yeah. on on the welfare programs? Yes. Which is yeah, which is I mean, how successful is welfare? Like, yeah, well, it depends on who you're talking to. Right. Now, we're going to right. do a political whole deal, but I, yeah. I agree. Look, yeah. I would rather pay through education. Yeah, right. I would absolutely, because now I've been, now you've been empowered yeah. through education and mm. you've been incentivized. You're not absolutely. just being handed something, yeah. you're quote unquote earning it by doing you the work. You will be able to buy better products and better services and have a better quality of life if your fellow citizens are educated. Absolutely. That's true from the dawn of time. And people back in the day didn't used to read, so they had to go to the priest to interpret the holy books. And some, then Gutenberg invented the press, and all of a sudden knowledge expands, and everybody's getting more educated until we get to the Internet to where now everybody can educate themselves. And now we're at a point to where you can put all that online, and we can increase the likelihood that our fellow citizens get the resources they need because right now with AI and all these jobs getting consolidated and most of them being shipped overseas, mm-hmm. they're kind of left in the past if they don't get retrained. Right. And I don't trust the government to set up a big old retraining program and do it. I'd rather people go online, take the things they're interested in, become the best expert in that, and then get rewarded as they get on it instead of forcing them to learn this subject mm-hmm. that we must do. Um, do you what, think this is a motivation? Though, those, it's, look, government's not going to buy into, presumably they're not going to buy into this. Look, so does it take those Elon Musks of the world or those uh, Bill Gates of the world, or does it take them to be motivated in this process to push this forward? Well, they got to write the check. So someone's <laughs> going to have to write the check. Well, I, that guy Chamoff though, he got me. He's like, man, I, I can raise a trillion dollars. I got the money. I can mm-hmm. go to the bond market and get trillions of dollars worth of like energy bonds. There's literally not enough people that are skilled to enact it. And I just start thinking about all the things in our everyday life. And I see it like throughout the whole, like you look at a population through statistics and it's just like, man, if everybody were to just get an upgrade and be educated, then we'd all treat each other more civilly. We'd all have less desperation because education breeds hope. It gives you equal opportunity if you're educated. And what scares me now more than everything is like, if you don't do this, right, then you just have a society that tears at itself and they don't see how we can all get along. And this literally is a system that, that helps me benefit you help me. You know right, I mean? right. That's a win-win, yeah, baby. Yeah, like, yeah. if I can help you help me, that's amazing. And what I say one last thing on this, though, of, like, I see, like, social media and everything, like, tearing populations apart because the way those algorithms work is they literally just support what you already think back at you. Um, 
and there's no control check. Everybody is like getting their own echo chamber forced back to them. So everybody's thinking they're getting smarter and they're just having their opinion put back at them, but there's no way to validate it. So we're all on the same page. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Had to take a quick, uh, quick break there. So Evan, all this, it's been fun to fantasize about this. Mm. I say fantasize, not in a disrespectful way, but it's been fun to just throw this idea out there. And this is something you've been thinking about a long time. But how realistic is this? Have our Elon Musk and, and these trillionaires and billionaires out there, are they actually talking about this? Is this something that is legitimate? You know, it's funny. What, like being obsessed with those guys and watching all their videos, especially like Joe Rogan when he has guests on, like Naval or Elon, mm-hmm. and they talk about what's wrong with society. And they, they always just talk about what's wrong. I want you to watch at the end of every single one of those times they go on a rant and talk about what's wrong. They'll actually say what the answer is every single time. They just go, oh, if everybody were to just know, or if everybody were to just be educated, Mm. or if everybody were to just be smarter and treat each other nicer. They say the answer. Every single time they express, like, exasperation of, like, a problem, they always say it, and then I just think, well, yeah, you just said it. Like, if everybody was educated, if everybody's smarter, we'd have less problems. Duh. Like, that's so obvious. <laughs> right, you know, right. it's just like, well, how do you get everybody to get smarter? We could pay them. You know, <laughs> it's right. just like super short. Yeah. I'd, all I want to do is increase the likelihood that people take it upon themselves to get smart. And, and I think that's what you see a lot of motivational people online mm-hmm. trying to inspire people. They try to get them motivated and have hope and grind harder. I see all that. Um, and then at the end of the day, you're just like, yeah, but they have to have the technical skill set. Yep. They have to actually have something of value to offer. So they actually have to be educated. You could be a motivated moron and we don't want that, right. <laughs> you know, and then, and then we could have somebody that's motivated and smart and be a crook. We don't want that either. Right. We want motivated, smart, virtuous, just people and all I'm trying to do is increase the ability for us to have a population that has that. So it's just like pay people. It's the best money you can spend. Yeah. So let's say nothing changes. Let's just say we keep doing things the way that we're doing. We all three have kids. Darren, Evan, the question for both of you guys, and I'll answer as well. Where do you guys see education going in the future? When our four-year-olds are 18 and thinking about should I go to college, should I not? Is there even going to be a university system in that at that yeah, time? What do y'all I, think? You know, I, I think there's. I think we'd be fools and remiss to think that the university system is going to go away. I honestly do. I, I just think that there's so much in institution, so much institutional money yeah. into those schools. They're going to be looking at you, thinking, or this whole scheme of going. And there's hell no, because we're business, <laughs> and we're and they're going to be the first ones that are going to jump in the way of of that that dream even happening. So. Here's my issue with the educational system. And we see this day in and day out with friends, family members. What, is it, what, is, what has it created? Debt. Yeah. Debt upon debt. You're seeing people that are still in their 30s paying school loans off. I mean, when are we going to... To really think about, we've been thinking about the educational system in a box for so long. Yes. There doesn't need to be a box. And I, this is the reason why I wanted to have this conversation is because what Evan brought to the table today and what he's been talking about mm-hmm. for the longest time, it's not, there's no box. It's time for us to start thinking outside of that. Well, you know, you talk about all the debt and all the 
the interests that are in the universities right now, most of the university's expense at a large number of universities are spent on administration. Mm. It doesn't go to the teachers. Right. So you talk about how do you get a university online? You go up to all those professors and say, hey, bro, how would you like to make a chunk of money if you're actually the best in your field and these guys don't get a cut for what they offer you? Right. You can eat all of it. So then you just get all the best teachers in all the universities to post their lectures online, and then that's the way you build this system. And then the universities now will have to, like, they'll have to trim up their administrative costs. They, they might actually have to have more value add. Mm-hmm. And we the people can do this. You know, and, and it's not like this option has been around for forever and we've just not done it. Right. I think COVID has shown that we can take some things online and do it. I think we see like inflation and the Fed literally printing out 25% of the world's the United States currency ever in one year. Mm-hmm. So the money's there. They let the secret out of the bag. Like they can literally just print the money. But how are we going to spend it? How do you do it responsibly? And if you print all this money and you rack up the debt, how do you as an individual pay your debt if you ever take on some debt? Well, in order to pay off your debt that you that you like get from a credit card or a student loan, the only way you pay off debt is you have to be more productive tomorrow than you are today to That's actually right. do it. Yep. Yeah. And we're running this experiment on a country level. Mm-hmm. So the only way the United States can actually pay off all of its debt and show the rest of the world that it's good for its money and good for its word is to actually become more productive to pay it mm. off and show the world that it creates great products and services. And how do you do that? you got to have educated people. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, keep, circling, like, that's what it is. You keep circling back to, to all education. education. Yeah. Everything is education. Yeah. yeah th- this is small-minded and selfish of me, but when I think back on my college years, like, I'm not using my degree for what I do for a living. So I don't think back to the classes that I took right. at all. What I think back to is I got to play football on a scholarship. I got to make lifelong friends. And then the most important thing I got out of college I got to meet my wife there. Mm. Yeah. It was a place that I got to go for me, yeah. me five and a half years, yeah. <laughs> a little longer than most people. <laughs> but it was the experience of that. Yeah. You never get, there's no simulation for that, for that four. Right. I mean, it's not real life <laughs> mm-hmm. for those four and a half, five years. So when I think back on my fondness of college, it's not classes, it's not educating myself. It should be. That's, that's what I was there for. But I think about meeting my wife, I think about the lifelong friendships. Now, I'm not saying, so to me, that we'd have to find a way to replace that. Oh, you Because know, football and sports, that's, a, I mean, those, that's billions of dollars a year generated mm-hmm. from sports, and you're getting rid of that. No, no, system. you're not getting rid of all that. It'll, it'll readjust. But I'm thinking about, I mean, we sit at a very privileged spot in life to have that ability to have met the old lady at college like mm-hmm. I did yep. mine. A lot of people never get that. Absolutely. No, you're absolutely. And that's why I say it's selfish because I need to think of other people. And I want you, like, Evan, you and I have had this conversation. You were a kid that grew up on government welfare, right? Yeah, my whole life. Your whole life, right? You grew up in that that situation. So what was the number one issue that you felt like, you know, how how, where was the suppression for you? Were you thinking that if everyone else, because you weren't alone, there were a lot of people that you lived around and all that. what What was the number one thing that you were seeing? My mom just raised us to get an education. That's the only thing that got us out. She's mm. a badass. Mm-hmm. Like, education got me out of poverty. It can do it for everybody. Like, right. um, yeah. Like, I remember my mom is a badass. She taught me to count by giving me chocolate chips. 
So that in an award, that in and itself is a reward to get education. I counted to 30, 50, 60. And then finally yeah. we got to like 300 and we could go 301, 302. And then finally she ran out of chocolate chips and that lesson was done. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like it got me to learn that. So right. it's like, you just got it. What you incentivize will happen. And what you want to have happen is something that's going to be mutually beneficial for everybody. Mm. And I can't think of a single thing that I would want for you, you, or my kids, or anybody in this world than to get an education. Because you either got to educate people or you got to put up with them. Right. You know? And if right. everybody gets educated, it'd be a great, 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 great world. And we yeah. got the resources on the internet. It's, time, it's about time we do it. Um, how do you actually make this possible? I do a thought experiment all the time with people that say, hey, uh, how do we get this done? How is it actually possible? Is this a pipe dream? You know how the United States gets this done? If China does this, think about what would be in all of our, like, newspapers, podcasts, mm. radio, all on the news networks. How would the American people react if we found out that our largest competitor mm-hmm. – is implementing this strategy of educating its whole population and distributing out funds. Absolutely, we would go crazy. Now that's the danger, is because you got to. We got to do it first. Yes, absolutely. There you go. Yeah. I love that. That's that. Man, this is fun, Evan. Great, uh, great first time discussion. Glad to have you here. Glad oh, to be your friend. Hey, More long time podcast listener. I got yeah. a shout out to uh, my Evans. best friend, Brandon, uh, my kids, <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Harrison and Oxley, and my wonderful wife, Alex. Yeah. Had to do it. They listen yeah. to this podcast every morning. Oh, man. I love it. You know, I, you got to do a query amongst your like podcast listeners is when do, have y'all done this? Like, when do they listen to y'all the most? Mm-mm. You know how mm-hmm. many times yeah. people are just like in the restroom, just doing their business and they put y'all on and it's a peaceful <laughs> moment. Y'all think about that tonight. They're thinking, about ben. To They're thinking about ben when they're taking, yeah, yeah. that's true. They're thinking about the, the toilet paper. Yeah. My kid said he was your, you're his favorite. Oh, oh that dude, Ben, that's that? Ben dad. Soft. <laughs> you see, hate him to yeah. say that. Well, we, pre- like we, we opened this up. This won't be the last time we're going to have you back on. You're the, you're the deep thinker of the group. Yeah. You're the oh. smart one of the group. And uh, we appreciate your time. Thanks, guys, for Thanks, listening. Evan. No, Love we definitely y'all. didn't solve all the world's problems. <laughs> we'll, we'll try. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Please share these episodes. Uh, people have said this before. People ask us all the time how they can help. The number one thing you can do to help us is by sharing these episodes with everybody that you know. Yeah. Subscribing. They make subscribing so easy on the podcast app. Like It's literally a button that you click. They also make rating us five stars very easy. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, it's a click of a button. Now, take, giving us a review, that takes a little bit of time, so we do appreciate that, but a five-star rating is very easy. We're on all the social media, thanks to our uh, new producer. Uh, Twitter, Instagram. What else are we on? Facebook, YouTube. Yeah. Do we have a TikTok yet? We need to get a TikTok. Oh, that's next. TikTok is next. Oh, did you, did you a, already Did you bring one on? I did not bring one on. Oh, jeez. Okay. I'm hearing TikTok okay, is all the rave. Yeah, we'll, no, I was about we'll, to say, we'll if this it? podcast yeah. gets a lot of views, Ben has to dance. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen him do let's, it. Let's He's just, pretty good. <laughs> like, you've seen him dance at a company tree. Yeah, speaking of China, we'll, we'll give them all our information by joining TikTok. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we appreciate you guys so much. See you next week. Oh. Good, good.